listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we venture back into the studio for episode 401. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. So what you getting into this week? Uh, this week, um, I didn't see too much. I was watching a lot of YouTube. I was catching some of that um, young comedian, Josh Johnson. Nice. So he has a lot of uh, a lot of his sets on YouTube. It's been pretty good. I also got to see um, The Meg, the first one, that Jason nice. Statham movie from a couple yep. years back. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one that one was pretty, super sharp, very right? enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I remember, yeah. Carolina wanted to watch it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually did enjoy that quite a bit. And, yeah, very much surprised that it was as enjoyable as it was. I figured because, then again, it did make enough money to get a sequel but i never imagined a movie like that would be good but i suppose they know their audience and did exactly what they exactly like they definitely had one movie's worth of material Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so sometimes success doesn't mean you should get a second one like maybe you get another shot at something another good idea maybe but that's not how the studios work. We know that. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely had a solid one movie's worth of stuff. I didn't even bother with Meg 2. I was like, Ooh. if I hear good things about it, I'll watch it, which yeah. never materialized. So yeah, I left that one by the wayside. I'll go see it, Meg 2 at some point. It's um, All right, The first one was, was definitely very enjoyable. Minus the the one dickhead that, that kept... um calling Jason Statham's character a coward. That, yo, that doctor was so annoying. Yeah. I wanted to punch that nigga in the mouth so many times. He's like, yo, buddy, I just saved your life and the life of, like, 10 other people, and you're fixated on the three niggas that I left behind. Mind you, the shit exploded immediately after we left, motherfuckers. You wanted me to go back and die with them? Exactly. And that's the worst part. It's like, even in retrospect, you can't see that it wasn't a good idea after I immediately left and it blew up. Like- you feel me? And that nigga tanked his career and didn't even want to come get him when he was the only one that could do the rescue mission. Yep. Yo, I hated that doctor in the beginning. But they they had, you know, they always need one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so with this role. one, I don't trip on him too much. I, I, I think he's a great character. I just don't like yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, yeah. Because in the end, he came around twice because... After he did the rescue, he was like, all right, bro. It's like, hey, you crazy as fuck, but you ain't no coward. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the movie, he was actually like, yo. He said, um, oh, oh uh, if you save what's-her-face, then that's pretty much the same as an apology or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the other way around. That's the other way around. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He asked for something, and my nigga was like, yeah, I'll save her for an apology or some shit like that. <laughs> But the movie was hey. fucking enjoyable, man. <laughs> fucking Rain Wilson's character was great. Yep. He he played the perfect uh, amount of annoying C- it was uh, billionaire CG too, douchebag. Not for nothing. Yeah, yeah. The the shark looked fucking great. Yeah, dude. Like I, it, it's not a modern day Jaws, but I would even say like because Jaws was made for its time, mm-hmm. 
this is what you would get if you were to make Jaws in today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you probably wouldn't get like a really, you know, uh, 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 pointed commentary and all that stuff. No, it'd be an action movie. Yeah, and you know? this is like, um, this is like, uh, uh, if one of those, what's you, what do you call that shit? Those, those sharknado sci-fi movies if they got like a legitimate hollywood yeah, treatment exactly like dude that's what um and the meg was see i was gonna i was gonna comment and say like you know kind of like how sharknado was one of those ones where the first one was vaguely entertaining but they <laughs> they were like oh, shit. one movie worth of material but they kept getting money to make yep. more of that they're like ayo let's milk the fuck out of this cow but but sharknado was i think a little bit it wasn't. It, I wouldn't say it's the same caliber of movie as Meg. Nah, nah, nah. Meg it's had a lot more production. A whole. So that's why I was like level reticent to to bring that into the comparison. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's why I added on with the extra Hollywood <laughs> attachment on top of it. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing, just you know, done to another level, essentially. And no, yeah. no, nah, nah, I, I fucked with it, man. Jason Statham's character. You can't really talk too deeply about it without spoiling the whole movie. There's not a whole lot of meat there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean. You know, I, I, the the I mean, you said you saw it anyway, so it yeah. wouldn't really be too much. And it's like a two year old movie, so you know, yeah, it's one I know of them that things. Were revolutionizing anyone anyone's opinion on that one. Yeah, like you're either, at this point, you're either gonna watch it or you didn't even know it existed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or you already saw it or you didn't even know it existed. It's one of those things. But if you haven't heard of it, I would say it's worth an entertainment watch. Like Hell if you have yeah. free time, it's definitely like a fun afternoon, fun pre bedtime movie watch. Mm hmm. But yeah, you know, actually, I actually got to catch two very entertaining things. Um, one was I caught on a, uh, it was a recommendation from Wooly off of the um, Castle Super Beast podcast. Uh, he was talking about Pluto, mm -hmm. which is, are you familiar with uh, Monster? The, the yeah, you anime? gave a preface on the anime a couple of weeks back. Pluto? Yes. Oh, I did. Oh, well, I actually am getting into it. And boy, it's really good. It's very entertaining. Like the first episode vibes I get is like um True Detective mixed with Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Um and it sets up the premise of the this world, which is I would say it's kind of Blade Runner-esque. I would say that that's also a a, a very heavy um influence um that they're taking from. But uh yeah, so it's only like slight future. You know what I mean? So they have like advanced robots, but they're insinuated into society like the, the architecture is still vaguely vaguely modern, you know what I mean, with yeah. futuristic accents. And so, um, yeah, dude, the storylines, oh, boy, oh, boy, heavy. And so it's mostly drama, you know what I mean? Like, first act, uh, episode, all of, all action is insinuated, you know what I mean? Like, so don't expect to see, like, super high-end animated action scenes. That's not what we're here for. Yeah, you know it's I mean? about the story. Yo, so good. About the characters, their relationships, and how the plot and so, makes those shits thicken. Uh, the main character is um, a detective, you know what I mean? And he works for Interpol, and he's investigating um, the ties between a robot murder and a human murder. Okay. And so that's the premise that I'll, 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 I'll throw out there, because I want to give people a chance to see this, because um, I don't want to understate, like... It's a really entertaining ride. Like the the stories are very dramatic, and they're uh, they're not just animated well, but like just the the dialogue is really really well done. 
You know what I mean? Like it, it feels yeah. super organic and it's very evocative. And the voice acting is stupendous. You know what I mean? So yeah, dude. Uh, Pluto is is really interesting. And so the the references to Pluto, uh, the god of war. The, um, Pluto is the Roman god of war, right? Yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, no, nah, Pluto is uh, Hades. Yeah, Pluto is, but it's the Roman. Oh, okay, Roman yeah, yeah, yeah. Name yeah. for the god. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, Mars is, uh, is god is of the, death. Is god of death. War. I said god yeah. of war. That was a mistake. It's Pluto is the Roman god of death. Mm-hmm. Is what I meant to say. Gotcha. Thank you for uh, correcting that. Um, and so yeah, uh, that's the reference that they're making. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure like how that ties in yet, but I'm very much looking forward to see like how it builds up into that. Now. Uh, I hear that there's a, a a lot of other uh inspirations that you'll you'll pick up from um in the upcoming episodes so I really love what he's doing here like it kind of feels like he's drawing on a lot of major popular story elements and bringing them into one like eight episode hour and 15 minute long episode you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a saga you know what I mean? And it kind of feels like it's it's embodying like uh like anime. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's taking a lot of popular tropes and bringing them in um close together in a way that makes it feel like uh, an anthology inside the episodes. You know what I mean? Oh, that's pretty cool. Super dope. Super dope. Um so yeah, dude. Uh highly uh recommended. I hope you, you, you find some time for it because um definitely I want to start getting a little bit more into it after I get some more episodes in because I have a feeling it's gonna be deeply philosophical. It's gonna have a lot of interesting concepts to to talk about. So yeah, Pluto was really good. And then um episode one of Invincible. Nice. Which was super dope. Man, their adapt their adaptations of Robert Kirkman's work are really, really good. Man, just I I can't uh overstate that. Like this episode, given um like what they chose to focus on, which was um the dra- uh, the traumatic experience that Mark went through and having his father like so you know, savagely beat him like that, like <laughs> um you know, and and the arc of, of of like feeling like oh man i'm not good enough to like the anger and rage at his father and then wanting to express it and having to like work through that they did they managed to 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 really um depict that well in a very short period of time and um yeah uh the introduction of um the primary villain of the season which is um angstrom levy um boy oh boy they really do. They use they utilize the uh, Maulers so much better in the show than they do in the actual graphic novel. <laughs> which is not to say that you know they don't um, they don't have their moments, but yeah, it's just the, the benefit of foresight. So much. You know? <clears throat> their banter is great. I love or their hindsight, banter. I should say. Um, and then you know the whole the uh, whole descent of Angstrom um, Levy that was I think very well done. In a, in, in, in a very succinct way. Because the episode was pretty dense, you know? There was a lot of stuff going on, you know? <clears throat> it introduced the concept of multiverses in um in the Invincible uh, universe. And so uh, they, they managed to get all of that in there. Um, they kind of 
hinted at a lot of the the upcoming team dynamic issues that are going to be going on. Introduced <laughs> the new um the new member of the of the team, Bulletproof, who's uh, I think a Luke Cage. I believe he's um a Luke Cage. I, I don't want they, like cuz you know how a lot of the superheroes have like direct analogs from mm-hmm. other properties, you know. Yeah. Um so I don't know what you would call the analog. I guess he's a Luke Cage analog, you know, more cuz he's not sat, he's not satiring these roles or parodying pa- parodying them. And so um yeah, I would, the best thing I would call him is an analog. He would be uh definitely the um Luke Cage of that universe. But um yeah, man, episode is really good. Boy, man, they're brutal in this show, man. <laughs> they are brutal. There's this one point where um they're looking at a alternate universe mark and um in this universe he joins with his dad and uh um Adam Eve joins the resistance and like he's trying to to convince her like no I still love you you know like you don't have to do this like we 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 would prefer not <laughs> to kill any of you, the but we will kill all of you he, like and boy man they the the interplay between in the alternate universes with Omni Man when Mark joins him like the way they so casually talk about the extermination of the the resistant humans and it's like it's really sociopathic because it it almost feels compassionate when he's when they're pleading with him like no if you just stop we won't kill you but if you stand <laughs> your ground I promise you we will wipe you out. With no qualms whatsoever. Like, it's I mean, it's crazy. That's what we were here to begin with. Y'all do mm-hmm. know that, right? Oh, maybe you didn't. Yeah. I, the whole reason why I'm here is to kill or take over all y'all. <laughs> there that's is it. no negotiating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Negotiate. Listen. Never we're not option. diplomats. Yeah, we didn't send any diplomats, guys. It was guys. never an option. We never sent a diplomat. And so, um, yeah, dude. Uh, in, the, in the alternate universe, he's uh, confronting Adam Eve. And he's like, he's close to her. Like, he gets in close to her. And he's like, listen. I can never kill you, Eve. She's like, I'll never give in to you, Mark. And he, like, cracks her <laughs> neck. And his father's like, oh, you know, I expected that you'd have to do that. Don't worry. Don't feel bad. He's like, no, no, no. I didn't kill her. I just paralyzed her. I have somebody who's going to take care of her. Will, she'll be alive for me to visit, at least. Yeah, I was damn. like, she, he literally treated her like a pet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that shit was crazy. I mean, at least he didn't and lie then to here you. Comes, you know here comes Omni-Man with the, with, with, the, with the gut punch afterwards. He's like, oh, is that what you were practicing on those protesters last week? You were killing so many of them, I couldn't figure out what you were trying to do. I was like, man, the savagery, bro. The utter savagery. But yeah, yo, this, this show never fails to deliver with, like... Some really like poignant scenes for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, you know the mortal ain't never gonna trust Mark, right? <laughs> Not after that. <laughs> Betrayal can never be forgiven, bro. Cormac will forever live rent free in my head with that phrase, bro. Anytime, anytime somebody gets their uh, gets gets betrayed deeply, it's never gonna be forgiven, bro. Mm-hmm. Never. You might as well just chalk it up, yo. Yeah, mortal definitely. Um. Keeping especially an with an immortal too because he's got a long memory you know he's mm-hmm. he has the capability and probably practice and holding a grudge for a very long time yeah and i mean he's been through so many gruesome deaths and come back for, like yeah 
He could probably hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. I'd give it to him. <laughs> That's probably the one dude who's like, oh, we're not. Nah. He's probably the, the kind of guy that would show up like 300 years later and just kick a random kid in the nuts yeah. because some his great-great-great-grandfather did some stupid-ass shit to him back in the oh, day. What did you say your name was? <laughs> oh, it's, today's your birthday, right? Yeah. Bow! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then just leave and don't explain anything and just do that. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that to somebody for like once, like every five years? Don't, if you do it every year, it becomes predictable and you're yeah, just gonna yeah, start yeah. hiding. Gotta get like once every five years, just show up and kick this nigga in the nuts and not explain a goddamn thing. Uh, yeah, being being a, a spiteful immortal would be. <laughs> man, I got time today, bitch. <laughs> I got time every day. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> But yeah, dude. Um, that was uh. So yeah, the Invincible episode was definitely really good. Um, but yeah, <sighs> I could only imagine like where they're gonna diverge because I was so pleasantly surprised by um the alterations that they made in season one to you know accommodate for the format that they were using. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, I I once again I quadruple quintuple down on like. Having the original creator be integrally involved with the storyboarding of uh, of the adaptation is so, so beneficial. Because I get the feeling that um, Robert Kirkman is writing in things that, in retrospect, he would have wanted to have written in the first one. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. actually, he's giving us actually the refined version. Of the story that that he would have liked to tell, which actually he was stated in uh, in an interview that that's what he had done with the Walking Dead. Like when they were talking about this, uh, the uh, inclusion of the CDC in the Walking Dead, he was like, "To be honest, I didn't know the CDC was in Atlanta when I wrote the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. so they, that's why they never went there." But when we made the show. I was like, I have a chance to actually do it correctly because why the fuck wouldn't you go to the CD? It's, it yeah. was such a glaring oversight. And I was like, yeah. I'm I'm with it. That's what I like to see. You know what I mean? That is a, moderniza- a modernization or an update to the storyline that is relevant. You know what I mean? It's not pandering to anything. It is, it's completely within the story environment. Dope. I love that he's doing that to those shows, though. Um, it makes it worthwhile, you know, because... As much as I would love to see some one-to-one adaptations of certain things, I would prefer to actually see that. You know what I mean? I would prefer to see an actual embellishment, something that's new, that's not the same thing again. Yeah, I mean, mean, most cases with an adaptation, when you're moving from one medium to another, you get a Mm -hmm. chance to do exactly what you just stated, to Mm -hmm. improve the story in ways that you couldn't have done in the beginning. So not taking advantage of that opportunity, you know, is, is just... Rookie mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah, that's that's definitely you love to see that. You love to see that. But um other than that, man, uh I'm looking forward to continuing with those two shows. I'm looking forward to rapping about Loki and um and Gen V next episode. Got a nice little cycle, man. Too bad they could never keep that up, bro. I wish that I wish they they, they could keep up that kind of content. But this ah, there's not Honestly, with as much stuff as that's out there, and as much stuff as I actually try to sit down and consume, I don't even want to talk about a lot of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's the thing. Well, um, oh man, I forgot who I was listening to where they said that the worst thing, the worst thing is not a bad game; it's a boring game. 
Mm-hmm. Facts. The same thing goes into, I think, general media in general. You know what I mean? And let me tell you, so much shit I consume, I find boring, and I'm just like, ah. I was just kind of, you know, kind of uh, reaching for, for something, hopefully to find a, something that, you know, might hit under the radar. That That's a rarity, bro. I don't get a lot of shit that hits under the radar anymore, man. Like, it, I'm, I, I definitely think that... Um, we're probably going to start, I don't know, if we're seeing like a slowdown in production because of strikes and industry changes and all of that stuff. But man, definitely feels like there's there's been a significant decrease in, in production quantity of decent things out there today. But what are you going to do? Um, speaking of which, man, I, I want to I start off top these topics today with a clown corner because... <laughs> I heard the most ridiculous thing, and I couldn't fucking believe it, bro. So, did you did you read the story about um Mahershali almost leaving the production of Blade over writing differences? I I actually I did not. I think I I heard like um uh a lot of articles indicating the different levels of problems they were having during the production, but not that specific uh, uh one. So they have gone through. I think I. Don't quote me, but it's at least three, if not four, revisions to the script. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why, but for some reason, the original script did, didn't did land. Don't I, I have no idea what the drama behind that was. But they've been doing tons of revisions. And needlessly to say, what been, what's been coming down the pipeline has been atrocious. Atrocious. Somebody, was, somebody who was... Um, Speaking to, um, I, I don't know if it was the Hollywood Reporter or not, but they 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 were speaking to uh, journalists, and they were saying that one of the scripts that were making it to the top had halfway through the movie Mahershala Ali becoming a fourth tier character with three other main characters uh, breaking up the the screen time. Like what? <laughs> like what? What in the world? What is going on here? And so definitely the entire I'm I don't I'm sorry, but the whole writing staff for Blade uh the current production right now is going into the clown corner because how the <laughs> fuck is that the quality of shit that you're sending to the from the writing table? That sounds like an AI generated script, my guy. Like that shit is crazy, dog. Like I would rather believe that there wasn't a human responsible for that bullshit because that doesn't even make no sense. This movie is made already. It's this movie has never not been successful with the main formula. What is going on here? <laughs> I'm I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted at this point. Like as much as I and this is where I'm just like, yo, just just give me a one for one. What is wrong with y'all? This shit makes itself. All you gotta do is throw in a few modern references. And let shit fly. Mahershala Leo carry that shit. You know what I mean? You know like, what I, mean? I don't know what's going on here, bro. But Blade the whole fucking writing staff on that on that project. What the fuck? And to the point where you're writing shit so bad that the that the 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 lead is questioning whether he wants to stay on the project? Bro, what is going on? What is going This doesn't make any sense. It it, it it feels like it feels like someone's tanking that project on purpose because this that movie 
doesn't require a lot. I don't feel like it does. Am I am I wrong in thinking that, you know, a lot of the the work in Blade comes in creative representation, like in creative displays. You know what I mean? It comes in like costume design and choreography. Not not in the the story. The story's there. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have any good ideas, that's fine. You don't have any good story that is completely fine. Blade Blade does not need to be updated. It is a very by the books entertaining action movie. You know what I mean? That that does very fine with just getting, you know what I mean, modernization or contemporary upgrades and re-releases. People would be very happy with that. You know what I mean? Like I just can't imagine what the fuck they're doing with this. <laughs> I'm so fucking upset with this, bro, because my hype was really high. When they had my man Mahershala on this bitch, I was like, yo, okay. Because I don't think there's a lot of people who you can get to 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 reprise that role after Wesley Snipes. Because he killed that shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's iconic in that role at this point. You know? And I feel like Mahershala Ali, they, they had the tools to get the job done. But they decided, you know what I mean? Like, mm, but what if we didn't do the job? Just hear me out now. What if we made a bunch of other people split the main re- main role with him? Like, what? But why? Does that sound entertaining? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever's going on in that writing room, they need to purge that shit. Pull the plug. Hit the ejection seats. Get, get it out of here. Stop it. You can't... You can't shit the bed on a project that's that straightforward. And it, in such a in such a, 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 a extravagant way. Like, it's not like they said, like, you know, <clears throat> anything else. But they wanted to they wanted to make Blade a, a, a not the primary character in his movie. I'm I'm not sure where that makes sense. I just. I can't imagine where that, like, it's not even like they're building, like, a Blade family, like the Bat family, maybe. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> no, nah, they were doing that with Whistler and the other chick he saved. I, you know what I mean? Like, that, it, there's there are side characters to be had here. But to think that you're going to make Blade not the main character in his own movie while he's being played by Mahershala Ali is fucking bananas to me, bro. Like, at, at, how does it get past, how do dumbass ideas like that get past so many people? It fucking blows my mind sometimes, bro. Because, like, that's, that's really, like, out there. That's super out there. Like, that's not even, like, in the realm of, like, well, you know, we were trying to just, like, you know, innovate on, on, on the Blade platform. You wanted to make Blade not, Yeah. There's, 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 there's something going on in that production, and unfortunately, it feels like they're tanking that bitch for some reason. But um, I wonder, does that? I think that opens up a broader discussion about, you know, I think the quality. Speaking, you know, I was just speaking of the general quality of shows and movies in general, but the quality of Marvel products, I think, it it has taken a dive. You know, and I've been very resistant to that to that narrative for a long time. You know, I feel like most Marvel products, if you approach them 
where they're at, you know what I mean, and don't project too much onto them, that they, they can provide a good time. You know what I mean? Um, I thought there were some major missteps. I really enjoyed Secret Invasion. I think that that was a Nick Fury movie. I don't think, you know, I think that they set themselves up for some criticism there. And so, but but beyond that, I think that the overall quality of of the productions, it's, it's, I don't know if it's decreased as much as it's plateaued. But it definitely, I don't think, is living up to, well, I, see, I don't think there has been anything as good as Endgame or Black Panther since then. Definitely not. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And so it's not to say that Marvel movies are bad. That's what I'm trying to say. Is I'm not trying to say Marvel movies are bad I'm saying or Marvel productions are bad wholesale. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's been a significant decrease in the quality of their productions in a lot of the, the more recent properties. Does that sound crazy? That's what everybody's saying. Okay. This is yeah. what literally everybody's been saying to Marvel, and they're, they're in the process of doing a lot of course correction to address that now. <clears throat> yeah, but I think they're learning a lot of the wrong lessons. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, like the, I, it's all good. Pivoting you know, from Kang, I think, despite the the issues going on in the legal and honestly, yo, I I I think the man's innocent. I don't know, I don't know, but every time they they make an accus accusation, they release footage of the event. Like the last accusation that 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 came. They literally show footage of the event where Jonathan Majors is walking past the people, looks over his shoulder, turns back, and doesn't stop, break stride, doesn't interact with them at all, and the people go running after him. And it's like, wait a second. You're claiming that he assaulted you when he clearly kept walking and your dude is chasing him. Like, okay. You know, people are, you know, I, I, I don't know. He has a target on his back. And it feels like there's a lot of shit being thrown at him. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying that that I, I don't... Evidently, there has been a preponderance of allegations against him. But the ones that are going to court, they're looking very spurious, to say the least. And so, you know, it really sucks that they're pivoting away from Kang because, honestly, as much as I said he might have overacted that uh, in Quantumania, I do think that he was probably one of the better parts of the movie. You know what I mean? And so... If they're upset at the failure of Quantumania, I think putting it on Jonathan Majors is probably fallacious. I don't believe that that's I don't I don't believe that that's accurate. You know what I mean? And so yeah, they are pivot as you said they are pivoting, and unfortunately it looks like they're pivoting away from you know their you know black actors uh, such as Mahershala Ali and Kang and um I'm sorry Jonathan Majors. But what are they pivoting towards is the question. We see where they're moving away from. You know what I mean? But is there any indication as to what they're moving towards? Definitely not, because since, especially since the writer's strike, you know, I mean, we know only what, or at least I only know what they um, put out as far as the roadmap, but specifically because oh, of the nature of um, uh, production hell and, like, the shit happening with Mahershala Ali, I, I stopped really tracking movies before they come out, you know what I mean? Because yeah. because a lot of stuff <clears throat> on the road back got pushed back it, already. You feel me? And even before the, the, the writer's strike, a lot of shit on that roadmap also disappeared into nothingness as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They yep, disappeared off the timeline. So mm -hmm. 
you know, it's one of those. I'm with Marvel. I'm really just at a wait and see type of attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like if it comes out and it looks, the project looks interesting, I'll go see it. Um, it's entirely too unstable for me to be able to really predict uh, uh, where that shit is going. One because um, Phase Four has been really Phase Four hasn't really been um, forthcoming with a lot of information about what's to come. And Phase 5 is just barely getting started, which pretty much the same sentiment applies. Yeah, so- not for nothing. I guess we're sitting in the mid- or in the midst of uh, a, a big what they're moving towards yeah, right now. And they're the clearly building towards something. And mm-hmm. then, you know... I think the end of Loki is going to be very revelatory. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the same same thing uh, as with the end of Loki season one, I think what what happens there is a big clue as to, and has ripple effects throughout the rest of the MCU. Yeah, so... Man, that's... And, and not really, what are they putting out? Like, three movies a year now? Right now? About, yeah. I wouldn't be mad if they went down to a yearly release and then focused on TV shows and making those fun and quality. I I wouldn't be mad at a Marvel Studios that does that personally because I think that they're 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 grasping at straws for good movie ideas, and that's that's okay. You know what I mean? Like you could only milk it for but so long. It's been twenty some odd years, right? Like you know what i mean like and 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 they are explicitly not trying to make comic book movies you know what i mean so they can, it's not like they can keep on drawing on comic book material because they they're not making comic book movies they're making their own thing so it 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 would i think it would be in their best interest to maybe move the production that way because these big blockbuster movies like they the big blockbuster movies do they cost more than tv shows definitely not, yeah right definitely okay i would think so right because marketing and it, the doubt. entirety of the production is probably way more expensive so yeah i know on like TV um, shows. uh uh one piece uh uh live action i think that was very very expensive for tv show standards and i think that one was something like a hundred and something million for uh, a tv show and that if that's the high end of tv shows then we oh, can, yeah. movies, we can imagine like 250 million yeah billion. exactly so we can imagine that a tv budget is probably somewhere between 55 55 to 60 i would imagine i'm okay. guessing so yeah so um yeah and give us some good tv shows that that would smooth out that entertainment schedule i've been talking about yeah you know i mean like they don't give a fuck about our consumption <laughs> because if they did they would probably pay more attention to shit like that but yeah one of these days yeah you know, hopefully Marvel will uh, get back to the high, the 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 upper echelon movies that they were producing, man. Because we're not gonna—I don't think we're ever gonna get like Guardians of the Galaxy level movies again. Like right now, I don't see anything on the horizon that strikes me as even hitting that. As much as I would have liked Blade to be that. I mean, they did announce Silver Surfer. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because as you said, you know. Following these movies pre, you know, is is a is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so when I say that, it's literally just to yeah, just, just put that for there. I'm not saying yeah. to look forward to or expect none of that. But that has the potential. I know what you're saying, but yeah, it does have the potential if they if they can land it. But yeah, that was uh that one was was killing me when I saw that dude. I was like, how are they really doing this on Blade? But that is what it is. Um, and. There was a bunch of stuff going on in um gaming news, man. Microsoft 
dude, they they made a, a major move in the peripherals market. So um evidently they wanna they they've made their uh final move into corralling the peripherals market on their consoles. And so I think by twenty twenty four they're gonna ban all third party controllers <laughs> on Xboxes, which is like R.I.P. racing games, R.I.P. Uh, fighting games. Um, and the only reason why I say that is because if they were planning to replace those things or to offer licensing to them, I would have assumed, like, you know, offer their own first-party products that would be equivalent to, like, a hitbox. You know what I mean? Are you familiar with, with what a hitbox is? Yeah. Yeah. They're highly specialized, not for you, but for the audience, they're highly specialized fighting game controllers, which you know, they're made custom to the player. And so Microsoft isn't particularly, I think, interested in getting into that niche of a market production-wise. So all they're doing is really shutting down, you know, one of the main tools of the fighting game community. I think that hitboxes are probably, what, 30% of the fighting uh, professional fighting uh, fighters, uh, fighting game community utilize a hitbox, I would say. You know, Justin Wong gives them things out for as gifts to people as prizes. Like that's how popular they are. You know. Yep. Um. So yeah, you know, to shut that down is going to put a huge knock on um on the fighting game community on the Xbox and racing controllers. You know, those things are friggin' expensive, dude. You know what I mean? And and the fact that uh Microsoft does offer a first party uh wheel, um I think it's a wheel and pedal accessory, but. They don't offer affordable ones. I don't think that you could buy one for less than $120, which is like, <laughs> you know, as a kid getting into it, it's going to just create a barrier of entry for kids because what, you know, not a lot of parents, I shouldn't say what parent, not a lot of parents are going to get, you know, their kids the $120 peripheral for them to mess it up, you know? And so it just, it, it, it's not good for community building. It's generally a, a very... um it's a it's a nice it's a, it's a it's a very corporate move, you know? It's because allowing the third-party controllers it really broadens because the consoles themselves are typically a loss leader. You know what I mean? Like you make money on the software, on the software sales, you know? And so I can only imagine that yes, peripherals are a close second to the software sales or have they I don't know, have peripherals surpassed software sales as as profitability for like a console creator? I have no idea, but I can't imagine they do because of the you don't really need that many peripherals. No, and and uh, see, my issue with them locking it down is is that once they start producing more of the the more exotic peripherals, they're just going to create them in a more shoddy way to support cyclical consumption because God forbid they make sturdy stuff that could last like the entire lifespan of a console, you know, they, they would miss out on all the peripheral money that they're trying to bring in anyway. You know, part of the value of owning that market is being able to make them shittily and force people to replace them, which can increase, you know what I mean? So I really hope that's not the plan, even though that would be, you know, par for the course for the most part. But, um... Yeah, because Nintendo's the only one that I've seen really invest into the durability of their of their peripherals, right? 
I mean, oh no, my per- PlayStation controllers has never really failed me. You know, well, your first party ones, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never not bought a first party. The, the exactly. Play- I, I thought mm-hmm. the the PlayStation um, form factor of the PlayStation controller has always been perfect for me, and the ripoffs they never quite felt the same. Yeah. No, and, and I only mentioned Nintendo for their durability because they also do not. Oh yeah. Have a I very mean, large third party market at all. Those things they are cut off the fucking, third party market a lot. Bro, those things will cut your finger before they you damage the controller. You feel me? Those those mm-hmm. the WaveBirds were notorious for that once the the fucking thing came off the the joysticks. Yeah. And so um yeah, once Nintendo they they bring in a lot of they bring a lot of that in house. Mm-hmm. And they've managed to make relatively durable items, but I just don't trust Xbox and 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 or Microsoft and and Sony to do the same. I really don't. You know, even though Sony yeah, has, and, and they, they've been good right now because of the third party market. There is an alternative, but like, say Sony was the only one producing those controllers. I don't know, man. Yeah, we can. I mean, Nintendo controllers are very good, right? Like, you, you'll break a TV before you break yes. the Wii remote. Yeah, those Wii remotes would yeah. definitely last. You, you'll break the screens. drywall before you break the Wii remote. But um, yeah, you trying know, to bowl or golf or some stupid ass shit. Sony and Microsoft <clears throat> have proven themselves to be entirely too um, amenable to underhanded production methods. Um, to to gain market share. You know what I mean? Like they they will if they have a way of making money at your expense, they will maximize your expense. And it's like <sighs> I mean, you're already getting my money. The fact that you have to maximize it in that way is is, is rough. You know, um but yeah, so Microsoft is definitely making moves and then they're going um I think by what they say 2028, I think the projection was they're going to be um discless. It's like, man, Microsoft is looking to bring all of the money into the house. But, um, yeah, that's just, I really think that's just going to end up shooting them in the foot, which is fine. It's just going to drive those, that market into other areas. Um, Microsoft has been hemorrhaging, um, player base to PC anyway. So go ahead, shoot yourself in the foot, guys. <laughs> Don't think anyone, because the thing is, is once you go discless, nobody's going to choose their Xbox over their fucking PC. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but it's going the the for the price of an Xbox at that point. How are they going to keep it low enough to keep make it enticing, low enough and powerful enough to make it enticing versus a PC? You know, I think they're backing themselves into a corner with this with this marketing strategy, and I don't know, but uh, they clearly have a plan. But yeah, there was that going on, and then um, ah man, once again speaking of uh malfeasance of the large gaming companies uh so you know when sony bought bungie there was a lot of because you know you know what the typical mo is is like they buy these big studios gut them you know take whatever revenues they can from the downsizing and then idle them you know what i mean until you know maybe someone randomly has a great idea and it manages to blow you know what i mean and they just kind of put them on the back burner and so Sony, you know, it was assumed Sony was going to do the same thing. And so there was a big push when Sony was trying to pu- purchase Bungie. Like, don't do not do it. Don't do it because, you know, we don't want to see them, you know, get get hollowed out. And so Sony Sony made all kinds of, assur- quote unquote, assurances um, that there would be no layoffs, no no cutbacks. The studios were being purchased because they we valued what they were doing and were here in an empowering method. 
And so um, one year later, we're, we're seeing that a third of the bungee staff is being cut off. And it's just like, oh, oh, dang, a third of... It's like, it's one thing if you announce a reorganization, but when you announce a third of the staff is being cut off rip, I mean, it feels like a gutting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, only time will tell, but it's just like... Once the person has stabbed you in the stomach, it's like, let me hold on and see if he pulls the knife all the way up or down. It's like, at that point, <laughs> you're hemorrhaging out. You know what I mean? And so for for Bungie to lose a third of their staff, and then, of course, it's not even like it's a third of administrative staff. Like, no, it's third of the dev staff. You know what I mean? Or, or, the, or the third of the staff is mostly comprised of devs. So it's just like, oh, no, yeah, they're not attempting to make... <laughs> another game right now <laughs> clearly um or i think a substantial amount of this i'm not sure if it's a whole third of the um the whole third came out of the development staff but a significant portion of them were um from, from the, the developers and we only know that because people were posting on their social media that you know some of their the the composer the lead composer of their music was laid off um yeah i mean like, i don't know how you make games without a lead composer for your music i mean a lot of other people feed into that, but you, you won't have any cohesion for the the sound design of your game, like, or you're not man planning to make a game right now. You know what I mean? It's one of them things. Um, There's a couple of other um, very high-profile people who had left, but, um, yeah, ain't looking good, but it looks like Sony decided to... Uh, they, did, they, they, they didn't stay the blade. They blade the blade. <laughs> They did not. They did not stay that shit because uh, Bungie is definitely getting getting idled right now. Which is like, you know, if that was the intention, I'm pretty sure that whatever um whatever um SEC monitor was looking into that purchase would not have let it go through. Let a foreign company purchase. Well, is Bungie American? Oh, I do for? not know. I'm not sure. But I'm sure if it's not an American um, um, uh, uh, committee, it's it's some financial committee is in charge of overlooking that deal. And to let a foreign company purchase uh, 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 a home company like that only to idle it is... Yeah, they're American. 304 Studios, is that what it is? Bungie? Uh, I'm not sure, but according to their Wikipedia, they're located in Bellevue, Washington. Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure the SEC is none too happy about that, which um, I don't know. I guess I guess that Sony's uh, thumbing their eye at the SEC uh, since they let the Activision Blizzard uh, um, purchase go through because they were definitely lobbying heavily against that one. You know, they were, <laughs> but but the exclusivity, dog. But the exclusivity, dog. Bro, y'all whole model is exclusivity, and you have the nerve to talk about exclusivity. But um yeah, uh, I don't know if this is yeah Bungie retaliating for I mean not Bungie I'm sorry Sony retaliating for um for that uh, deal going through but it, it it sucks it sucks that was um never nobody who was involved with this thought that that was the intention that they would but the the thing is too though. The thing is, too, is that the last two releases Bungie made 
under Sony flopped. They flopped bad. So they kind of, they kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to say kind of signed their own death writ. But they definitely didn't make the case as to why Sony shouldn't do what they're doing. You know what I mean? Even though Sony did promise they wouldn't do this, I think it would be foolish for us to think that Sony, through this, would not make a decision that's in their own best interest. And also, can't expect Sony to give a fuck what people say. I mean, they True. give a fuck enough to lie to you so that to lie to people so that they'll stop nagging them about it the, in the moment. Exactly. But dude. not they enough to actually country. change their actual ways. They are a Japanese company, bro. They don't give a fuck about the American SEC. Genuinely. You know what I mean? Like they're clearly launching products that are geared only towards their market. Look at the PlayStation mm-hmm. Portable. You know what I mean? Doing great in the Japanese market has zero market value outside of Japan. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's clear that Sony is 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 absolutely happy with marketing to the Japanese audience and the rest of the world. If they want to capitulate to to Sony's business model, you're more than welcome to purchase our products. But we're not going to change our business model because of what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Rules from another country not going to happen. But yeah. You know, and, you know, it's crazy, like, moving on from that, you know, recently Matthew Perry passed away. He was um, an actor in Friends. And, you know, I I wasn't a particularly huge fan of his or anything. But, you know, TMZ got the information of his passing before his family did, and they've actually found out through the internet before any of the doctors were able to contact them. Bro, I can't fuck with this TMZ shit, bro. That's an invasion of privacy, bro. That is such a major violation. I mean, invasion of privacy is their whole job, but that's just so, like, cold, bro. Like, so inconsiderate of the family. Like... You didn't even, like, check first? But where's the entertainment? You know what I mean? Like, I get it when they're... When they're... And I don't condone it. I never condone it. But I understand that that it's their job to have valuable entertainment information, like, you know, breaking news, you know, people who use their relationships as entertainment, whatever. You know, all that, you know, I get that part. But the man passed away. You couldn't even let his family find out? Like, that's, I just, I don't see how that's the entertainment. Like, I don't understand why they would even want to put themselves on that radar, like, and I and 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 for the love of God, where and it's rare that it that you'll ever hear me say this, but where's law enforcement in this? Like, is there no authority that could be like, yo, y'all can't fucking do that shit. You can't do that, and you can lose your license to publish doing shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, not even law enforcement. Isn't there a government? No, they're probably just completely independent, right? They don't. They don't. They're not part of any journalistic uh, enterprise. Of any no, sort, they just sell information. They just that's that's really all TMZ does. What they also do, like they also publish on their website, which is just like, but that's independent. You know, you can't stop someone from publishing that on their website, which is like, damn, dude. That I think it's really foul. I think it's real foul. And and you know, like they don't they don't have no ethical boundaries. Like that's what I'm saying. Like 
a lot of shit, even that I would be like, yo, I can't believe that's a violation, that's a violation, is like, okay, but it's like, the man's dead. But, yeah. I guess, I, I guess once you once you say there are no boundaries, you have to commit to there not being boundaries. You know? But yeah, I thought that, that was... That was one I wanted to point out. That was that was a shitty one. But yeah, you know, you know what's crazy, dog? Like uh, you know, shout out to friend of the show, Jeff, Jeffrey Dawkin. Um, I was I hit him up the other day and we were talking on the phone, and I had this this idea that I was patting around for like, you know, uh like a maybe a graphic novel concept where you have um anthropomorphic versions of of animals that have been reclaiming nature. You know what I mean? Form up an eco-terrorist group and start smashing up shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you know the javelina is, right? The no. wild boars that have been eating up all the the uh, the golf courses in Arizona. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the orcas that have been toppling all the yachts. You know what I mean? Like uh, bisons that have been throwing tourists off of the side of mountains and shit. Like, all of that shit. You know what I mean? Like anthropomorphic versions of animals that have been kind of striking back. You know, forming up uh, like a G team to fight for nature or something. Just you know, I was just throwing on the idea, and you know, so he end- evidently uses Mid Journey for work. Um, and let me tell you, dude, he was just taking the prompts of the kind of characters I was describing to him. Like I, I was like, yeah, it's uh, the the bison is gonna be like a demolitions expert and. He's going to use heavy machines and stuff like that. And he typed it into mid-journey, and it fucking generated <laughs> the characters that I was talking about. And I was like, yo, this is fucking crazy because, you know, two-thirds of them were, like, mid. But they, like, at least one or two. And it would spit out, like, renditions. Like, here, here's it in a couple of different styles. And... <laughs> and like one or two of each of them was like, yo, you could grab that and give that to an artist and say, hey, I'm making a graphic novel with this. Can you make panels with these characters? And totally use that as inspiration, dude. Like that shit was crazy. You know, so that yo, I I say that to say that I had my first journey with Mid Journey. And let me tell you, boy oh boy, AI AI is, an, is a very powerful creative tool. But the reality behind it is that it is predicated off of other people's work. And we really do need to find a way to square this circle because it is an amazing tool. Gosh, man. It, it was kind of crazy just to see like him animate my 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 ideas in real time as I, as I was talking to him and world building with him over the phone like it was a lot of fun it was but you know I would never want to take that art and then try to monetize it because I know that art was generated from you know renditions of other people's art that were conglomerated into to to my image you know and and that feels it don't feel good to me. That doesn't feel good to me. Even in using it, even in having fun with it, I don't think I'd ever want to sit down and take take someone, take take those pieces of art without like using it as inspiration for its own thing. Like maybe I would take those and give it to an artist to make another rendition that was of their own maybe. You know, but it just feels so wrong not to be able to find out through the source code what art went into this so that I can at least 
give them a few pennies or something because it just it feels like I'm stealing. You know what I mean? And it felt it felt real bad um, because I know Mid Journey is making a lot of money off of these ideas, and then I'm creating these ideas, and it's going back into the Mid Journey database to create new ideas. And that part I don't mind as much. I that part I think is fine. But I think it's the utilization of those original images in those databases that really needs to be fucking compensated, man. Because, like, gosh, I think it would be really great if there was an ethically sound way to go about this. Because, man, oh, man, I feel the, the, the future looks bright for creatives in Kendrick's generation. You know what I mean? Like, it could be so good. It could really be so good. You know? Like I was, I I was really flabbergasted. It was it was super dope, like and like, it really made reasonable the idea. Like if I really wanted to do this, it could be done, and in, in in no impossible fashion. You know, it's it's yeah. The future for creatives can be great if we manage. And and also it's it. I don't even want to call it AI. Midjourney's not AI. It it's generative images. It's GI. Okay. There's no intelligence in this whatsoever. It's generative images. It has a it, you know, with the with the ever increasing conversational database of chat 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 uh, chat GPT, Midjourney's um, semantic engine is becoming very adequate at understanding human prompts. It's still not intelligent. Just know that it's it's still just iterative knowledge based on a database of things that were said and pre-interpreted for the machine. That's it. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, man, definitely, definitely opened my eyes to the power and chat GPT in particular. I like, I, that one is, I, I think is a little bit more apt to fool people because of the way they choose to interact with it. But I think that like when mid journey in particular, because that's the one that I interface with, it's very clear that it's not AI, but whatever, like if they like really got a hold of what generative imaging could be and, and, and made that its own thing, you know what I mean? Got it away from the whole like algorithm based, you know what I mean? And got this generative imaging thing, like in a place where it wasn't abusive of the, the data sets that, uh, that go into its databases, that would be really cool. Because, man, oh, man, the tabletop gaming would be so sick, bro. Like, the, the kind of things that I could, like, that you could generate um, in terms of art assets for, like, a D&D campaign. Super dope. Super, super, super dope. But, yeah, I could think of, like, a thousand different things to do with it. But, man, yeah, I, I, I look forward to what the future of Midjourney is in particular. That one, I feel like. I've had a, I had a positive experience with it, you know. It was it was definitely dope. I don't know. Have you ever used one of the generative imaging technologies? No, no, I haven't done art in a minute. Yeah, dude, it's 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 pretty fun, and and evidently Jeff be getting deep into it. He'd be like, "Yo, you know, I I had the 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 free account, but they limit you to 150 images a day," and I was like, <laughs> "You had 150 idea image ideas in a day to access thing." He's like, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll fly through that shit. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, he is an artist, so yeah, exactly. He literally like, does work doing art, so that doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. And he's and he's just very creative in in and of itself too. Like he even if he was just shooting this shit and not using it for work, I'm sure he could find 
150 things to, to shoot through that, that yeah ever, it just I, comes I, I back to the know. whole thing where he's an artist and because you like it's sort of the, the same thing you know like i'm a nerd so whenever anything that hits my nerdist interest i dive into it you don't really need a reason to constantly mm-hmm. be using it you actually want to use it more so you'll end up hitting the limits of shit like that much quicker than something that you would just use casually hmm. So yeah, dude, that was that was fun. That's I'm I'm glad he exposed me to that because I certain most certainly would would have never picked up Mid Journey myself. That was that's not one that I was ever thinking that I was gonna come into contact with. But yeah, uh, moving on from that, not too much else has been going on. It's been interesting. Tesla workers have been uh, threatening to unionize. Yo, this man's companies are all going to shit, bro. He said by the end of, uh, Elon said by the end of the year, Twitter's going to be a fucking dating website. I'm pretty sure he's going to close his Tesla factories if they unionize. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what this guy is going to, what pot this guy's going to have to piss in at the end of the year. Like, he's just crashing all of his fucking, all, everything that he's doing. Starlink. Starlink, everyone's boycotting that because they promised to provide internet to the Gazans and then said, no, 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 no. Actually, we're siding with the Israeli government, which is like, I would have assumed so, but um, yeah, dude, I think that he would have done himself better off just staying out of that inf- altogether because nobody was really giving a fuck about Starlink until he tried to, to to pull that shenanigans. But um, yeah, dude, I just can't imagine, man, fucking if these union, uh, if these uh, Tesla Tesla factories unionize, this guy's gonna be done. He doesn't really have much to do with SpaceX anymore. SpaceX, because, yo, dude, they're flying rockets to the fucking moon. You know what I mean? And I'm being hyperbolic, but they're shooting rockets into outer space. You think that they could deal with a man baby just putting random shit down the down the line? Like, nah, he has no fucking, he has no real, real uh, say in, in SpaceX. And so I'm sitting here wondering, like, dang, dude, like, did he get, did he really gain that much from tanking all of these businesses like i'm wondering because like you know the, the these super rich guys like trump and 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 musk like they've gotten away from like you know like the bill gates like bill gates you know for what it's worth agree with him or not has been part of you know profitable ventures for the most part you know he he's you can see a positive trend of of uh, uh of income from the things that he's put his hands on some of these billionaires, they're just out here tanking shit, running around like fucking frat boys, dude. And I'm just like, are we we're really in the dumbest timeline? We really are in the dumbest timeline because this shit is crazy. They'll look at a movie like Idiocracy and be like, that's the goal. Let's get them, let's get the mountains of garbage as high as possible. Yeah, let's lower the bar as low as humanly possible. And it's just like, listen, again. The, it, it's getting crazy, you know what I mean? And, you know, we live on this planet with, like, looming war, you know what I mean, uh, on so many geopolitical fronts, and, and this is and this is what, like, the titans of industry who are influencing our government are doing. I don't know, man. It's, uh... It, I, I'm interested to see what the future brings, to say the least, man, because... It doesn't look like there's um doesn't look like uh there's a, a a foregone conclusion at least you know it'd be nice if we had a, a positive trajectory to say that you know it gets turbulent but 
in the end, it's gonna we're, we're we're shooting for a better place. It's like I don't know. Are we shooting for a better place? Yeah, because I, I don't even know if they 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 can aim at, at at anything better than than what they've already set up for themselves. You know, it's like man, you guys totally dominated this entire you know globe with 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 you know the ideas of 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 capitalism and instead of taking that and saying well you know well what can we do with this they just keep on doing the same thing over and over and over thinking that that's you know what i mean it's like their trajectory is actually a straight line there's no progress in that it's just complete plateau, like they've reached the end of human history, and it's like, mm. you know, it really would be nice if that wasn't if if the outlook of the people at the top of society wasn't that you know we've we've finished all human progress because it feels like there's a lot left to be had. But yeah, you know, there were, there wasn't too much else going on, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh catching up on Loki and Gen V. So, we'll definitely dive into that next next episode. Um, yeah, hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on this uh on patreon.com. You could also find us on anchor.fm. You can find us on the social media on Twitter at Cree underscore T and at Home Heron. You'd also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.